This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist, and on today's episode, we're discussing reflecting on the year. Once Thanksgiving comes each November, it gets me into the reflecting zone. Now think about reflecting. Think about the word. Reflecting is a reflection, as if we're looking into a mirror or if we're gazing into a still pond. Reflecting is not hypervigilantly reviewing and picking apart and lamenting and looking at our missteps and our misspeaks. And being hypercritical, there's a softness to reflecting. Now, the older I get, time seems to get a little wilder, a little crazier. I don't know if that's your experience of time, but time feels so short, like things go by in a blink. And then at the same time, being in the moment of something difficult, man, a couple minutes can feel like an eternity. So time plays these funny kinds of tricks on us, feeling long and short at the same time. So once that Thanksgiving hits, it sort of cues me to reflect on the year. Now, some of you will hear this activity that I'm about to go through and model for you and really want to make it a concrete activity. And that's fine. If that's what you're called to do, you can sit down, you can write this out, you can journal it. And I do that sometimes and in different ways. But I want to offer you that this is more of a bringing meditation energy when you sit with yourself and you center and meditate And escape the stress of the world and come back to center, to groundedness, to source. I don't want to keep that experience in the few minutes of meditation that I do each day. I want to bring that meditation energy, that mindfulness, that centeredness into how I live. And this activity expresses that desire. So this, this reflecting exercise of mine, it's a, it's a wandering through once Thanksgiving hits. I want to sit with myself and just look at the reflection of the year. So from this December place, I'm going to go through my year with you very intimately and show you 
how I reflect and what I pull from those reflections. I'm going to go through it on a monthly basis. You may go through it by season. When I look at my January of 2018, what reflects back at me is that I started the year with a strong expectation that I would get to have the power and control to start my year a certain way. It was the second or third day of the year I was still working on my vision board that I found out my dad was getting out of prison six years early. It threw me for a loop because I started the year with this very strong expectation of I am going to start this year on a good note. So when I look at that, what it guides me into for this 2019 that's coming is to meet myself in the energy of letting go of an expectation of showing up for my best start to the new year, but only to the point of what's in my power, what's in my capability, and to to start this year with a real allowing of whatever happens to allow myself to flow with it. Another thing I get from this January reflection was that I was supported by my support system strongly, that I have created and cultivated a chosen family that sees me, that understands me, that allows me to show up for them as much as they show up for me. That's a powerful beauty and a love and a soul care and a self-support that I get to have embedded deeply in my heart. And that's so often the truth of what comes from just an awful, shitty experience. I'm also relieved from that reflection I never have to go through that experience again of what it will be to have him released from prison. That has been removed from my future. I thought it was going to be about five years ahead, and that's just gone. It's removed from me, and I choose to process that as a relief. As I move through my year and reflect, I had to move again. Going through February, I found out, and as I moved through spring, doing the fight to try to keep him in prison, he got out of prison, and I was rattled. I was scared. I was in my fight. I fought those Louisiana officials. And I'm proud of my strength in my fight. I think in spiritual work, in healing, in healthcare, in hippy-dippy energy work, I think often what we see modeled for us is this very even keel, grounded, almost this impression of I never get angry, that people never lose their cool, never lose their shit. And I think it's important that we honor that part of humanity, that we're animals, that we get angry, that we fight, that we need that part, that that's not a bad part. That's not a shamed part. I used to carry around a lot of shame about the warrior in me. That's such a gift from my yoga practice to teach me and remind me. And it's not a teaching that I learned one time like the alphabet when we're young and then we remember forever. It's a teaching that I have to keep allowing to come in to teach me to hold me that I don't have to be ashamed of my strength that in advocating in this messy world in this messy humanity it's not this even keel straight line don't get too upset don't get too sad be neutral we are feeling expressive beings and I am grateful to have that reflected back at me and to feel a greater sense of peace in allowing my shadow self to exist and that I can honor that shadow part of me 
as much as I can honor the light, the goodness, the positivity, and the love that flows through me and from me. As I go through the months in my mind, not each one dings something for me, as you can hear. I had an anniversary to the love of my life. And in that same month, we produced this show the week we were moving. We said, nope, we're not going to let this move. Push this show back again. We conceptualized Emotional Badass for two years. And my partner, my support, the producer of the show, that I could not do this without, said, no, we're doing this. Sit down, record. And in the chaos and the scatteredness of a new puppy and an impromptu move, we produce this healing work. And it hasn't just been healing. I've read your reviews. I'm going to try not to cry too much (laughs) just so I can speak and you can understand me. I'm proud of the healing that I've done to be able to connect to those forces that guide me on my path to my higher self, to my higher purpose. This show is an expression of my higher purpose. I'm going to talk in a future episode about how you can find your higher purpose if you're still looking for it, if you're searching. I promise you the path opens up when you allow your purpose to begin at your healing. That's what opened up finding my purpose for me. And I know it to be true that healing, whatever our wounds are, is what we need to create the space to be able to have room for our purpose. I have found that in 2018 in a way I never could have planned for, in a way I never could have mapped out in a five-year, three-year plan. I am grateful for being connected I am grateful to be connected to the powerful centeredness that can guide my intuition. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science Podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, now live on all podcast platforms. As I reflect on the summertime, I turned 38 this year. When we get to my 39th birthday, I'll do an episode on birthdays and getting older. And when I look at that, that birthday, that turning from 37 to 38, from being able to say mid-30s to late-30s, that I have transcended the messages of my youth. The women I grew up with very much resisted aging, very much pretended to be 29 and 39 till the end of time. That's a very, very funny joke, right? I embrace each age. And genuinely, because I have put, I believe because I've put healing at the forefront 
of my priorities for my life that I truly, truly, truly enjoy turning older each year. You will never, ever, ever hear me fudge on my age. Every year is like another notch in the stick of wisdom. I feel grateful to be able to be on the planet for another year to achieve more lessons, more learning, more growth, more connections, more expansion, more light. I invite you to be proud of the time that you're spending on the planet. I'm proud of the little lines I see creeping into my face. It's proof of how long I've been here, how long I've stuck with it, how much I've overcome, and that I keep going. When I sit and reflect on the fall, this was my third year in Denver. I have fallen in love with this city. I have fallen in love with this mile high air. I have fallen in love with hiking. I have fallen in love with working from home. So when I sit back and reflect on that, I feel a swelling in my heart. I am surrounded by love in this way. Mid-year and in the fall, people started reaching out to me for sessions from the show. What that has given me is this amazing validation and affirmation that our tribe is big. Our tribe is huge. 15 to 20% of people on the planet are our tribe. 15 to 20% of billions and billions and billions of people. I have known that in my head for a long time as a statistic, as a math problem. The show has proven to me in heart knowledge. And 2018 will remain in my mind and in my heart and in my spirit. The year that proved the heart knowledge of this amazing, highly sensitive tribe. In October, I did the Guided Intuitive Soul Care Boundaries and Dysfunctional Relationships course. It was the culmination of the in-person group work that I have an extensive, not just experience, but love and an affinity for. And all the technology that has gone into shifting from having a brick and mortar office into putting myself online. That course was the culmination of that. The light and love that I saw in the work in that course lit me up exponentially. I am on fire to keep doing this healing work. And what struck me, maybe deeper and more fully than ever before, was how truly aware we are as highly sensitive people and how intuitive so many of you are without realizing how intuitive you are. One of the people in the course said to me very recently, thanking me for my work, asked me and said, please don't burn out. Please don't burn out. And right when she said it, I had a little intuitive pullback. That reflection, when I just sit with that, what does that mean for me? And I just ask spirit or the universe or God or my soul or a higher wisdom or the wisdom of nature, whatever you want to call the higher self, the higher plane, the higher existence. This reflection will guide me into the resolutions that I will make for the year. That reflection helps me know, yes, what needs to move into the forefront for me is not burning out so that I can sustain this work. 
It means I'm going to reorder some things. It means I'm going to have to show you when I started this show, I wanted it to be a, a showing of the process of the messiness it is to figure something out. So much out there online is so curated. It's so cultivated. It's so polished. And I think that that beautiful, polished, you know, maybe Oprah level presentation to the world has an accidental hindrance for the people that observe that, that to do anything, they must be able to put something out there at this highly polished, fancy level. And this show is very polished because Chris is an excellent producer, but I, I do not think of myself as polished. So one of the things that you're going to see me do in 2019 is reorder some things to simplify, to streamline. Because of the success of the show, I have people reaching out to me on all kinds of different platforms. I'm trying to centralize that. What a beautiful, beautiful dilemma to have. So when I reflect on the whole year in this way, what I want to offer you is that we have teachers all around us. My clients, the show, my partner, the life waves that come and just smack me down, blindside me, because that is going to happen. It's part of being alive. When we can trust more that we're right where we need to be and the lessons are there for us, we flow more with everything that's sharp or bumpy or funky, and we get more living in our lives than surviving. All of you who have been listening to the show and supporting the show, I mean it from the bottoms of my toes to the tips of my hair. Y'all are the emotional badasses. And I am so inspired and lit up. In a future show, we're going to talk about resolutions, how to set them, how to keep them, how to have them be reasonable and there to lift you up, not to shame you about your weight or to shame you about quitting smoking and not to have a pattern of setting them and not keeping them, but to be able to step into the light for yourselves. I will share with you what my 2019 resolutions are and how I put them into practice. These reflections are what guide us into healthy, strong, doable lift us up resolutions. So I hope by me sharing it just a little bit of my process, and I don't, I don't just do that for the show. I let myself sit with that reflection from about Thanksgiving through the end of the year, that that's an energy, that's a time, that's a mindful centering. If you want to turn this into a journal activity, sit and ask yourself the questions what will best serve me as I look at this reflection? What wisdom is available to me as I look at what was difficult this year? What wisdom and lesson is available to me to lift me up, to push me forward on my purpose path? What joys were available to me this year? What wisdom is there for me in the joyous moments Maybe I can hold on to that joy a little bit longer, a little more deeply, a little more fully. Maybe it's in realizing I deserve joy and joy is available to me. It's a beautiful, powerful question. What wisdom is available to me as I reflect? That reflection energy will offer you exactly what you need. 
trust that you are your own best guide. You are your own best teacher. So many of us are looking for approval from being raised by a critical parent. So many of us from our highly sensitive, empathic selves are looking for permission in the world. I am offering you a kind of permission by sharing the permission that I give myself. I want you to know that your own permission is enough. Thank you so much for sitting with me today, for reflecting, for holding space for me and my story. And I hope it helps you hold space for you and your story on your journey. Time is long and time is short. I heard the most beautiful thing in a yoga class this week from Janelle at Samadhi Studios. And if you're highly sensitive and you're in Denver, we have a lot of yoga, a lot of awesome, awesome yoga to choose from in Denver. If you're highly sensitive, I very much recommend Samadhi Studios. Janelle said while she was teaching, take your time with this pose. And then she stopped and corrected herself. She said, no, don't take your time. Be with your time and inspired me to do this show on reflecting Janelle thank you for being a teacher in my life that holds such beautiful loving space thank you listeners if you would like to support the show we would love your support we need your support you are my marketing team y'all have shared this show in mind-blowing proportions Please keep it up. That iTunes algorithm is a funky little beast. We have to keep feeding it with reviews to keep, to keep it up in the ratings to show more people. So if you haven't given the show a five-star review and you're getting something positive for yourself out of the show, please get on, go through the kind of pain in the assness that it is to figure out how to give the review on iTunes and that will help the show so much. If you are in abundance and you would like to support the show from your pockets to help us with equipment, the costs of the show, the tech, the snafus that come up, the time and energy that it takes, thank you. You can do that at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. I think right now we have, what, seven or eight exclusive episodes that are only released there for you. We have some other offerings Come check out what we're doing there. We're streamlining so that I can do even more on Patreon and centralize people there. So if you're interested in following my stuff, that's where I'm directing everyone. You can be on Patreon without giving a donation. So I'm going to try to send everyone there and you don't have to give a donation. And if you are struggling with money, if you are struggling, this show is for you. Sometimes the people with the least try to give the most I want to offer that if you're struggling to take care of yourself, do not (laughs) support the show in dollars. Support it from your light and from your heart and know that that's not just enough. That's plenty. And I'm super grateful. Thank you so much for reflecting with me. Thank you for being with me on this journey. I feel your love. I feel your support. You don't have to preface contacts with me with letting me know that you're not a stalker. (laughs) I understand. I get it. I'm sending love and light out to you. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Nikki Eisenhower, and this is Emotional Badass. I am, you are, we are, where Moxie meets Mindful. Bye-bye.